All right, all right, and we're live. All right, how's it going, boys? What's up? We've got Asher and Kenda, and Kenda, you actually, you know, first I I didn't know you were actually coming on until like I don't know half an hour before or something. You suddenly said, "Yeah, I'm coming." I didn't believe it, (laughs) but yeah. So how how you guys doing? Like, are you guys hyped for the war or what? Uh, personally, I'm pretty excited. Um, I mean, a lot of like, when you're planning for a war like this, a lot of it is actually, you know, um, I find the, I find the planning very fun, which sounds kind of crazy, but it's like, you're sitting here and you're just kind of like in a dark room brainstorming, like, what would I do if I was them? Right. And then you have to sort of come up with the counter strategies. Uh, so that's like, uh, that's like a really fun aspect of it. At least I, I think that's, I think that way. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We both we both talked. Yeah, and uh, like we were throwing around ideas and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's good fun. It's good fun to just think about like possibilities, and then sometimes dream big. You know, sometimes too big, maybe. And uh, so it was good to have like have a partner to throw like ideas at, and then see what sticks. You know, see if people get hyped for it. Sometimes you need someone to say that's uh you know that's not the, the way forward or, or it is you know what I mean like it just depends on on the idea. But what about Ken though? Ken, are you coming back? I, th- well, I think I'm hyped for the war, right? But do you remember every war before the Casino War, when like NC and back then Black Legion and Get Dead Rowdy. And they come and invade like Fountain, and then the entire coalition back then, which was the CFC, would deploy to defend against Fountain. It just kind of feels like that, right, at the minute. Because I you just have way more people than us this time, though. It's not even close to like you, that. Used to be like, yeah, they didn't have as many people, but they had more supers. But it, so it was like a, it was like a more balanced thing. But yeah, those would those would always burn out. Yeah. But like that's how it because. I don't have all the answers or all the intel, but from what I've been seeing, I'm not seeing enough movement yet to warrant this being something serious. Maybe you guys have been seeing stuff I haven't, and that's fair enough. But like, well, I'm you got ten, you got 10 days ahead of time, right? Yeah, I'm still on the fence about it, like waiting to see if it actually happens. So yeah, I know that Test are making movements for definite, but I've not seen I've not seen Panfan make enough moves yet to make me think, yeah, you know, the goons are going to be, I say goons. They're, uh, they're you know, coming. They're yeah. coming. Yeah. yeah, how are they coming? Or in what form are they coming? Is perhaps what I'm trying to say, Asher. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, let me be the first to invite you back into the fold. And specifically, I, there's one real fringe benefit that you are not thinking about. If you rejoined, you could get PL people messaging you every day, letting you know that you would be better appreciated in pandemic legion but wait a second he's not gonna rejoin technically right i mean the imperium (laughs) yes but he's gonna join in it obviously oh you know what i heard though you know what i heard might be do a kendar dating show is that what just happened that is what what's happening i think but you know what i heard Kendar, you got drunk the other day and you told tons of people that you know you're gonna you're gonna come back and you're you're gonna join like in it you told me you're gonna join in it you told whoever i I don't even know because i was i was drunk and i was listening to mittens give the uh, state of the guardian and it actually made me go out and buy a brand new gaming pc right to get back into eve wow so yeah, yeah, it did really kick because this is what wars do in Eve, right? Yeah. If it, I, I remember the Casino War in Siren, 
and it was such a fun time. It really was. It was literally absolutely amazing, and it's you know it, it's it's super tempting. I, I don't know at this time, but it's super tempting. Um, like to to get involved uh, with you guys, but I honestly, I mean, my my take on it is you guys are going to be fine. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Well, you're like much more sanguine than I am, like uh, about about our odds in this. Like I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm always a prep for the worst kind of guy, so maybe maybe that has to do with it. But uh, yeah, yeah. But um, they're they're definitely like if everyone shows up that I think is showing up, it's gonna be like a really 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 hard hard battle. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter uh, how much home field you have when the numbers are that out of whack. It's yeah. It's, so. I think it's the first time. Not only is the Imperium outnumbered now, but it's the kind of the first time. I mean, World War B, right? Or Casino War. We were like outnumbered to fuck, but it's, it feels like a different type. That's why I think the name World War B2, they're trying to coin, or like, is there another name that's uh, going around? I'm not quite sure, but mm. I think that name is not as fitting because I think the situation is way different now, right? It's not that many small groups that are all coming together, like, it feels like the entire, like all big groups are banding together, which is basically what um, it's basically what a really worked towards. I felt like always, right? So I feel like it's a different thing. So calling it what would be too. Yeah. It's it's just a lame name anyway. Come on, right? I've got some. I, I, I like what like would be name. I've got some. I do want to get off my chest, which is like I. So I was in two minds about the whole nip reset from test at first. Hats off for them making that move. Like my hat comes off for them making. Well, that he blames me for it. You know that, right? Sorry. He named. He blamed me for it when I was on talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that one. But, well, um, so what? Yeah, go ahead. But like my hat comes off. Like you know, good on you for making a move for. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. Content because I know we hate that word, or we're not a fan <laughs> of that word. But um, you know, and then on the other hand, Asher. I'm kind of disappointed in some ways in Goons for not winning the Diplo game on this. Like, after the North and the Casino War, we always said we'd never work with these people again. But then we allowed, like, our anger and whatever it is to get in the way over... Because Panfam were attacking Test. I'm talking about ULAX, to be fair with you. And, you know, we went and helped them then through what was considered their difficult time or what was looking to be difficult for them. And yeah. then now we should have just thrown them out to the wolves, Asha. We should have just gone, no, sorry, you're on your own. Because now they're coming for us. And, it's after, fair. and yeah. after, they're just going to go back to fighting each other. Whatever happens after, they're going to go back to fighting each other. But it's still like, why? I, I just feel like we should have never had the nip and we should have always been, let's say, like brawling or fighting with Test. We'd have got to this stage probably much quicker. I guess really both sides have had like five years to get to this point, more or less. Yeah, it's true. I think the I think there's a couple of things. Like I, I think that we we were worried that in a test versus goons war, if that's what you know devolved because we're close to each other, that that we we just fight each other until both sides were very weak, and then you know pan to fam would come in and just take, uh, you know, just, just destroy the rest really easily after we'd worn each other out. These tripartite, like, arrangements of the map are just not stable, I think. Um, 
And I think I think you're right. We did get played a bit. Um, you know, test asked us to go on this northern deployment so that their cache deployment would, you know, have a better chance of succeeding. And then I don't know. I, I, here's what I don't know. I don't know if it's they lost really badly and then allied with the people they lost to, or if it was planned all along. That's what I don't know. I just I just do uh, what I do know is you know what they did. Um, they you know they asked us to help them. And then, uh, you know, then they, you know, turn on us. So e either either they they decided that they can't beat them, so they're going to join them, like, or they decided, or it was decided long ago, and that's what I don't know. So, yeah. so there, what, there you go. What I think what happened there is actually like I don't think there was anything planned like this. It kind of developed into this, mm. right? But also, I think they saw like it's not a secret that like. In it has been pushing to end that nip for quite a while, right? We were quite, you know, annoyed by it because all jump bridges were getting hit in Cloud Ring that are not covered by the nip. And if you look at the nip, right, for those who are not aware, there's Imperium regions on the nip, and I think it's like four or five, right? It's Quirius, Delph, Period Bases, Fountain, and it's basically it, right? What, what else? Something else, maybe, right? But then you have the you have the test or the the legacy regions. It's like nine or ten of them you know so when we said like hey let's just add cloud ring they were like no we don't right and then it kept being a pain in the ass with these jump bridges so um we kept pushing to end that nip and obviously tests you know knew that we were pushing for it so i think they knew that nip is gonna go at some point and they'd rather go and edit on their terms and then sell it to uh, Panfam and so on to then start this war you know what i mean like it's it's like a look let's let's start this we're gonna end this nip and do this together kind of thing maybe you know i don't know what exactly happened there but you know it's probably the truth is kind of in the middle and i feel like right so do you think that like what happened was like after they like started losing in cash well like first let me ask a question because there's like i noticed in in your chat, Securitas was saying that, you know, Mittens is really confident. And Vili is saying that, that you know, that Horde and Panfam won't be involved. It's just, it's just testing goons, right? So do you think that's true, first off? I'm actually uh, Pando. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pando. No, I'm, I want to hear from Kendo. I'm just sorry. I'm just used to hosting a show, so I'm like, I'm like <laughs> taking over your show, and I'm sorry, Pando. But and, I'm just... This, like, <laughs> technically, I don't want this show to be hosted you know what i mean yeah, i want yeah, this to be a conversation you. anyway so uh sorry say that again no i lost the the question yeah for both of you do you think that panfam is going to be involved in a serious way i do yes i do believe so yeah okay i mean Absolutely. we expect that right what else are they going to do right okay so, so if you think that's true fight against like over the for sure yeah well, yeah, once once sort was gone, right? That was then. Yeah. then what's left? Exactly. So if you think that's true, in the game actually, you should only uh, farm them. Yeah, uh, you sh you should never kill them, is what you said. Yeah, yeah, you should never kill them. You should only farm them. Yeah, I feel like we practice really responsible farming with GOTG. Like we got we we killed Sword Dragon, we killed Sword Dragon's avatar, we killed a bunch of their titans. We we you know we made uh, one of their main FCs quit the game, but then we stopped. We're like, all right, hey, you. honestly. <laughs> Like we honestly we did, right? You remember that one time we saved like five titans? We kept we kept them alive, literally. Like we, they were neutral at the time. You know how many guys like it was at least 
20% of my fleet was mad at me. Like, wait a second, Ooh. we rage from for Titans tackled, and then we show up and we just save them, you know? But the rest Which understood. Means? Like, it was more of a story, more, you know, more fun that way to deny the kills. But we yeah. literally saved them, right? We didn't want to, you know, GOTG at the time was the only group that was kind of um, independent. So I felt like it's a good right. thing to keep them around for sure. They, they did cool shit too, right? They were like um, good roaming targets. They, I mean, the Ramjacks, you know, were a little late, but other than that, you could always go there and get something, right? And what's there now, right? Is it better now? I doubt it. Well, don't you get, don't, I mean, th there is something to be said. Like, I, I understand what Kendar is saying, but on the other hand, you've got Conifers and these other groups that are sort of coalescing into a new coalition. And maybe there's something they said about clearing, like clearing space for you know new people to come in and fill the gaps. Like say, say well, goons or Imperium gets. For us. Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, that was clearing out tribute has actually allowed a lot of things to flourish, right? Um, that is true. Yeah. But say, say like the you know they they accomplish their goals and the Imperium or it's probably goons really is what they want to kill because people hate goons more than anything some people do um uh, say they're totally wiped out um that opens up like so, like a new space for people to to fill in right um so so you can make an argument that it, it's good for the game right but um the problem is is because people are generally logical they're going to go to the group that has you know the highest chance of winning and that's why you see this conglomeration of people and we've certainly used it to our benefit um uh so when when you kill a group like you 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 know those people don't usually go to new groups they 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 conglomerate into the already existing groups and that's yes. how you get these giant power blocks that, yeah. that end up existing i don't get that in the game right because if i owned a corp and somebody came in and dominated mm. my alliance i wouldn't then join them no, I'm yeah. Join somebody else. It is weird. But, but people seem to be like, well, you're the king, so I'm joining you. But, yeah, I mean, and for some reason, a lot of people accept yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it happens sometimes, but then other times you you think about like what happened uh, with GOTG, um, where you know NCPL killed them. And to be fair, all of us have gone and farmed them at one point or another. But when NCPL killed them, all almost all those groups did not go to NCPL. They went to test. They went to Imperium. Oh, fair enough. Um, or they joined the did join NC. My bad. I mean, I think it was a small amount, but my, so you know. But to your point, isn't doesn't that hold up that you shouldn't kill groups like that? Actually, hurt them like uh, that. You know, they like they had enemies that were spread out that were now more conglomerated. Yes, there is an argument to killing groups because you know people go off join other groups or they start their own thing and stuff like that. So. There is you've you've made a perfectly valid point that yeah some like like if can you imagine if the game if that never happened in the game if coalitions never died how stale Norsec would look imagine if GOTG I mean I wish they still were there because they were really fun to farm for us living in tribute but you know imagine if GOTG was still there if I came back to the game after a six month break and the map still looks the same I would be thinking that's not very appealing from an FC perspective anyway. Yeah, no, you'll appreciate, you'll appreciate this. I I set a reminder in a channel a year ago. It says, <laughs> "Reminder: Is Hyper Viper a good poster?" Yes. <laughs> it turns out the answer is still no. So, again, <laughs> okay, right. I think it was your screenshot. You remember that screenshot from Curse, 
when we were staging Curse, I think that was the first time we worked together with SV. And it was in Curse, SV was in Curse, Lumpy was in Curse, they're not around anymore. Then we had, I forgot, like it was like seven or eight different groups, like a complete mix. And I forgot on what yes. side everyone was. I don't yeah, even I know what that, war yeah. that was, but everyone was staged there. We had no idea. I think, yeah, exactly. It's not too long, long ago, someone linked it. That's why, like, yeah, it reminded me. But we didn't know what we had back then. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably the same right now. Like in a year, I, um, actually, I think Eve is, you know, it's in an upwards trend. So hopefully in a year, it's even, it's getting better. But, um, you know, I feel yeah. like back in the day, we, we didn't know what we had with all these groups, like countless uh, dudes flying around nonstop and all that stuff in, yeah, in just hard. one region. Yeah. Oh, what was that Phoenix Federation? Yeah, they were... I forgot actually. Glorious, what... yeah. But I should I should do that. I should do a modern day Phoenix Federation, right? And then just get farmed by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'd actually totally forgotten about that. Fcon made their own alliance. It, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. And, and it, what happened to it? I know it was destroyed, but like, where did most of the pieces go? That's a good didn't question. They... I have no idea. Yeah. Wait. Fcon, didn't they move to MNC or something that in that corner, and then join? Didn't they join F? Warface base, aren't they? The actual alliance hmm. was the last thing I saw of them, anyway. I'm mean, sort of like Razor, right? I would guess they're in Legacy, kind of. Well, there's, right? there's only eight people Maybe. in the alliance in the minute, so I think they're they're, they're short. Basically. The corpse probably joined <laughs> something. You think they're not a major power? Sawar of am from the game. Fcon has lost. Well, that's not that's not a you know, it's not one of those alliances like CO2. Like the the game was misses CO2 and Gigax, right? Because they were like doing shit. But Fcon was always like a number booster for whoever they worked with, and that basically was it, right? Yeah, yeah. So back then, when you're talking about Fcon were in Immensia, or, or Phoenix Federation was in Immensia. And then Tri was a real powerhouse and was in um, Inza Mother, if you remember. They were a real powerhouse in the EUTZ. They were led by uh, a couple of really good FCs that don't play the game anymore. Um, and, and then there was like loads of small groups as well kicking around in uh, Wicked Creek and stuff. That was before FRT took all the space. So It is weird, the, game, the way the game kind of went. They kind of like only last... I mean, you've got Vale in Tribute, right, that are kind of independent. You've got Deck now that's free uh, for people to move into. I mean, UFC own a portion of it. They probably want to hang on to that. So it's probably the, fair to say now it's theirs. But then, yeah, outside of that, looking around the map, it's kind of pretty solid in terms of coalition. In, in my, from my well, perspective, anyway. I mean, technically, Fade, Pure Blind, uh, Deckline, even... Um... Even Cloud Ring were always open for like smaller groups to move in and do whatever. Like we didn't kick out smaller groups that wanted to move in there. And I think what the I same would have happened in other groups in other areas. Hmm? I, I feel like Eve sort of lends itself to sort of four big powers. And the way the map is set up, I think that, that that's what makes the most sense. And so what I what I assumed would happen is that fraternity would form like a you know, a China power block. And they've instead they've allied with Panfam, so you know they're Panda Fam now. Like 
So you have three powers, which I think is an unstable arrangement. Four is more stable. Um, uh, so I don't see the current power setup lasting a very long time. Now, whatever that means, I don't know for sure. Um, some people think, uh, you know, like we're going to wipe out Imperium. Then what happens? Who knows? Uh, I or, or other people think, oh, Tess is going to be backstabbed. You know, there, there's a good chance of that. Um, well, that's definitely on the cards. Let's be honest. It, that's yeah. definitely going to happen. Even, whatever happens after this war. Yes. Again, I'm doing air quotes on war because yeah, we yet to see how much of a war it becomes. They're 100 going to like. There's no way Panfam, like PL and NC, aren't going to resist ooh, a deployment against Legacy. Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. They have a they have a little bit of a hate boner for Imperium, right? So oh, yeah, but that's just that's like DNA in the game now, isn't it? I keep referring to a lot of stuff like that lately, and I think that's really fair. I've played this game a long time now, and it's always been the Imperium versus Panfam. You know, Ger Goons, Ger NC, Ger PL, and anyone yeah. that's attached to them. So so. so like what I find a little funny is like World War B or the Casino War it was a good story because like a lot of small groups like everyone basically banded together a little bit right and did it because the Imperium or was it already Imperium I think we yes it was already but I mean yeah so the CFC at the time or the Imperium um, was seen as the the blue donuts driving force you know what I mean Mm-hmm. But I think that in recent years, like it was very evident who was the driving force behind, like making a blue donut reality, right? And now, yeah, it, yeah. you know, and I've we all know who we're talking about, right? So those guys now end the nip, and that's the biggest step towards a blue donut we've ever seen. So that narrative fails hard if anyone wants to bring that up, right? Because now it's even worse, right? Like, um, like, imagine the, a world with all Panther and all Legacy together happily. Like, that's even, you know, that's even worse. What what it was in two thousand sixteen. So, that's at least my take on it, right? And then, the, I mean, the high sec keepster. I I brought it up on the talking the stations, and people raged about that part. But um, like, I think that thing is disgusting. That there's like every coalition in the game involved in that. That's pretty you much know, everyone who could. Uh, they all share could, the money. Uh, everyone yeah. shares the money. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, what what would you do about it if it if it was you? What the high say keepster? Yeah. Well, if it was my keepster, I would probably just say, okay, not anymore, and stop it, right? <laughs> then see how long I can fucking make it, and then that's it. Whoever takes it, takes it, right? So you but, could just like give all that money to whoever else. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go and try and destroy it. Well, I mean, technically, yes, because I mean, I'm not giving the money away, but like, for one group to hold that keeps on their own is it's very hard. Like someone's gonna come along and like some people try it, right? It's not easy to kill a keepster with subs only. That's why I think maybe it's CCP's fault in the first place. If you think about it, why do we have keepsters in high sick, right? But because um, they're not designed to be killed by subs, if you look at them, you need like a hundred thousand DPS. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you need actually uh, almost two hundred thousand DPS. I forgot what the number I did, was. 
I tend to think but that yeah. as much as the game is a sandbox, it, it tends towards the most optimal arrangement. And this is probably the most optimal arrangement, right? Like this is the most stable arrangement mm-hmm. for that. And, and people value stability. Like no one likes going to, you know, perimeter every two days in Ferox's to defend oh, it. Right. Okay. That was so fucking fun when we did that. Just, Alpha, oh, I, I really did. Yeah, I really did think back then it was because we were staged. We, I mean, we the thing is though, we were staged at a time with SV in Gemini, so we weren't really going that far. But yeah, I did used to think it was really fun personally. But I can see why it would get tiring if you're coming obviously from Delve or, or having to jump clone and so on. So sorry, yeah, uh, sorry. Um, is that agreement still in place then between yeah. everybody? Yep. Between everybody. Yep, it is. Right. Because, you know, when um, obviously Mittens has spoken about how the other side doesn't have any casino risk this time, but I, I can't begin to fathom how much ISK that must generate. And right. I'm glad to hear it is being split still, because if that stops, then I would be worried that one side might have an ISK bonus over another side, let's say. so. A couple of trillion a month, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure 100% on the numbers. But uh, it's it's some good isk, some some really good isk. Like alliances, like Nolsec blocks, like whole coalitions could just, just live from that easily. Yeah, if I was serious about hurting the Imperium, the first thing I'd do, other than scrap the nip, is cut you out of the deal. And like, if I was serious about doing some real damage to the Imperium, that that's why again I just feel like what's coming isn't going to be what everyone's making it out to be. Only yeah. do that if you're sure you're going to win, right? That's the only re- time you do that. Because for those other alliances, that one Keepstar might be 50% of their income. Uh, it, you know, it's a huge amount. You just can't gamble it. Uh, so you have to be sure you're going to win uh, to cancel that agreement, right? Um, I think, yeah. yeah, okay. I think... It, 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 and for like... us, it's not It's not 50% of our income or anywhere near it, right? It's a, It's a lot less. So um, you can lose it a lot easier than they can, and that's why they don't do it. Because if they did do that, um, then uh, and they they wagered and lost, they would lose so much that they couldn't function in the same way they do. I mean, it's already you know goons have just so much better SRP and like other let's call them social programs than anyone else. We are the uh, Sweden of of space, um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, uh, like these other alliances, like if you look, if you like, and I know you have spies in other alliances, Kendar, you've done it, and you, you look at like what they offer versus what we offer, yeah. it's nowhere yeah. close because they can't afford to do it. I um, mean, I, I'm happy yeah. to say that when I was in, yeah. in Goon School, like everything I wanted to do as an FC was really fully, you know, funded. The, 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 I remember one month with SC, we asked for, uh, we, 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 we used to rack up the SRP over a month and then at the end of the month we go to the finance team and we'd say hey this is how much we've whelped this month can we please have the is because we've paid everybody out and they would they one month it was 120 bill and it wasn't even scoffed at it was just given to me and they just trusted that that was you know i had paid that out to our, our members at the time which i had and obviously you know that's you paid out 110 to the members yeah i got it <laughs> yeah you got it you skimmed bill off the top yeah no but you know you're entirely right it was it was always well funded which i liked you know we, we all did we all liked it and the reason you know looking back realistically the reason i got tired being in the imperium was it was ultimately because like 
we were just kind of doing the same thing all the time. And this is why, like, I think I'm really hurt around the whole, like, nip thing with, te- with Tess and them cancelling it because I just wish they'd have done it while I was still there. Like, I really wish... So, I forgot about the timing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh... I remember there was <clears throat> one point that somebody was super angry. Somebody important was super angry over something that had happened. I'm not giving away too much. And he was nearly ready to pull the trigger on sending all the squads and SIGs in on legacy at the time and i just wish he had i really just wish he had because it was just like content on the doorstep and i know we hate that word but we all play the game for fights right or most of us play the game for fights and that would have been i would have never left i would have never left back then but it's fair enough that he thought you know instead we're gonna go this other route which probably was the right route like to go it's it's weird like you play the game on what time scale like, I know certain players, certain FCs play the game on this fight timescale. Like, I'm going to do whatever I can to win this fight. It doesn't matter the consequences, right? Or you can play it a month out, or you can play it years out. And I think we, yeah. like we being you know, goons, have played it years out for a long time. And uh, for group survival, that's the way to do it. Like, if you want to continue associating in space with your spaceship friends, that's the right way to play. But it's not always rewarding that day, right? And someone like Gig X, who no longer plays the game, played, uh, you know, for that day. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, like, and I don't, yeah, I, I don't have a, I never had a problem with that, you know. I don't think that's wrong. I, like, I, how would you say something is wrong in that sense? But, but right. if your goal is to maintain your, you know, group of people in the same state they are today, playing the long way is the right way to do it. It's just often not the fun way for that particular fight. Yeah, that's a really, that, that's exactly it on a, a nutshell, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like the bigger version of a war, right? Like you can't yeah. always give them the good fight. You can't entertain hostiles. Like, I think that's a yes. mistake we did when the Horde deployed and all that stuff, but we cannot like if this war really kicks off we cannot just take fights um for the sake of it right we have to be very careful because like I, I it's, like, it's I, their I, I, it's their moment like they have to come you know go like we're gonna be defending really right to be fair tip summed up what you've just said there asher in one in one kind of like sentence he called it the eternal war didn't he Ooh. it's like should always be you know the eternal war which he, he was and you're right really you're right wherever you just said i am very much for the next fight i'm never for where's where am i going to be in a year because mm-hmm. he's i think yeah. like me, that's that's kind of why i guess maybe that's an argument back i'm not sure that's the argument i want to say back but then i know eve is a game to you guys as well and eve is a very long game to you guys whereas me it's a very Short game, which sounds like I'm just going to quit tomorrow to everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I view Eve more as a hobby than a game, to be honest. Uh, I have a lot more fun games I can play in, in other times. Yeah, there is um, one. I also, agree with, I also agree with Pando. I think that in this war, you can't feed them. But my philosophy has been, in, you know, in the last few years, that it's better to take fights outnumbered. Like, I know... I, I you know, agree. There's certain FCs like in Horde who just will never take an even fight. You know, they'll only take a fight that they have a big advantage in, right? Yeah. And I th- they have I think they have to take advantage there, right? I think that it's better for your guys to take those outnumbered fights. And I know I've been saying this for a while, and I know you've heard me say it before. 
it's better to take those outnumbered fight because it challenges your people and it gives them the most opportunities to fight. Um, but it, when you get to like a, the you know war for survival, no, you can't just like you know. And I think everyone understand that when we're like, hey, this particular fight we can't take. They're gonna be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like it, you know, we have uh, we've built up a lot of uh, credit I think over the past few years with our strategy where we moved away from Hell Dunker Blue Balls to so that now um, when you know when it's vital to your survival, then then they'll be understanding. That's my hope at least. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's why I'm saying like when they first deployed just the sick and stuff, we kept going there and then we knew like they have the advantage they're closer and stuff like this. So we you know, we took some fights and stuff like this and a few times outnumbered. But Ooh. as the second it changes to like a survival kind of thing. Yeah. You know. But at the same time I'm also arguing that because you did like we or we we took some fights there or the snuff thing in Losek, they're very hard to fight. Snuff are really good at that yeah. one particular thing. It's like getting yeah. the fight on their terms and then having the perfect tools for it and they're hard yeah, to they'll spy only fight on. you on their terms. Like downtime Australian time zone is well, like, like you know what I mean? Smart the dudes. They're smart dudes, yeah. high and tall. They're fucking crafty yeah. as shit too, right? Like we've been yeah. wi working with them for so long. And then, you know, all the Losek, uh, like dreads are going to be like perfectly fit, EM thermal plus slave set. Mm. So it's very hard to trade evenly, right? For for groups yeah. like us, we cannot do that, right? So yeah, it's going to be tough to fight them. And then we look, you know, we look soft suddenly. Well, I, and then suddenly I, I people think, are like, oh, we can do this, right? Yes. I agree. I think it makes you look weak to people who don't understand it. I totally agree with you. And I think they believe we're weak. I think that they truly actually believe that. And I'm really happy to hopefully, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 95% sure this war happens, but I'm really happy to get a chance to test that. And I know they're going to have more supers than us, more people, more everything. <laughs> I know that, but I'm really happy that I think we're going to get a chance to show our medal. Uh, because they've spent the last three years let's say well no could mean casino workouts too last four years fighting outnumbered and i when i mean fight outnumbered i mean they have the numbers uh never taking hard fights and i think we will soon see the quality of their people versus the quality of ours because we've spent the last four years training for it and they've spent the last four years getting soft and fat so I, I, legacy in that regard i would argue the reverse if i from what i mm -hmm. saw honest so mm -hmm. um i i always when i was in goons i used to criticize legacy all the time like they never had any downtime the military was always doing something deployed somewhere going a certain yeah. direction grinding something out whatever and i was like i didn't understand it from a goon uh from the imperium perspective because we obviously had like we had six and squads that would go out and then really we mobilized the entire coalition to go and do something but test was always mobilizing themselves to go and do something and i was but now I'm I'm kind of like I kind of see it for what it is, you know, in reverse. I kind of like okay, so it's kind of good they're always doing something. Whereas the Imperium has sat still. Well, you haven't. You haven't sat still, but you have always been aggressive. I completely agree with that. But like, I don't know. It's just been. I think it's been better for Legacy than it has the Imperium when you know they've been doing stuff. That's Same. my take on it. Right. To be fair, I was I was thinking of Panfan when I was saying that I wasn't really thinking oh, of Legacy. Okay, so, I know it, I, I didn't I didn't specify. So I mean that makes sense. Uh, remember, according to Vili, Panfan's not going to be in this war. So I really shouldn't be talking about them at all. 
say that, but what? they're pretty sure. They're, Billy they're, is. Wait a second. Uh, Billy is saying yeah, Pentium something. Data casting syndicate or something, hasn't it? So Sorry, you broke up, Kenna. Kenna, you broke up and I talked over you, so you have to repeat Sorry. that. <laughs> Sorry, I was saying that um, uh, hasn't Panfam SIG deployed to ATAC S in Syndicate? I say Panfam, I mean Horde SIG. I can't remember what it's called because you've all renamed your SIGs to something like very generic. DEF, I think it's called, right? So we we did we did Jeff GEF Green Expeditionary Force, and then Horde did DEF the Drone Lands Expeditionary Force. They basically just took our name and changed the letter. So that's why it's a little confusing. Why, why did you all do that? <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah. We don't even have six. I mean, we're just a goon sick anyway. So no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. According to other people, <laughs> that, that's what initiative is. I think initiative is great to have in the Imperium because they have a totally separate FC structure. Yes. Um, and it's, it's really good when you can just say to someone, do this job and like, and they will take care of it. So you're like, hey, will you guys fight in this area? And then they'll handle it, right? You don't have to like task people. Like you just say, this is what we need to get done. We'll do this. You do this. And having that separate structure is actually super useful. And and yeah. I'm actually really thankful that like I don't have to. I always you know... I always called in it the last CFC alliance. And what I meant by that was in the Imperium. And what I meant by that was that they could always stand on their own and do stuff. So my my perception of the CFC, and this is probably wrong because I wasn't an FC back then, was that you know you had like SMA living in Delve or something and Black Legion would deploy to the border of Delve and start hitting SMA stuff. And then SMA would try and defend against Black Legion, get into some fights with them. Okay, so it's like a local alliance scuffle. L lose a couple of fights and then call in the entire coalition and that was like you know people could stand on their own to their own extent and then obviously we had the imperium where you know basically everybody and i don't mean to shit talk any imperium alliance but basically everyone is an extension of goon swarm or well, that's how it felt to me when i was in the imperium except for in it in it always stood on the room but the other alliances to me personally felt very much like they didn't stand on their own or do their own thing kind of ever you know what? I think very purposely so right like that yeah. that after after the casino war we saw what happens when you have a lot of people who are sort of loosely allied with you who will not listen to like what you make which when it's the right call but it's a tough call so yeah. um and i think you know uh yeah that's that's yeah, very in it in it definitely has earned their independence um and i think that groups like fcon and sma showed why it was a bad idea to have groups that were yeah, not competent but were independent in reflection yeah. remember when we said don't fly, did we say don't fly hurricanes once or something in the northern yeah I, I i <laughs> they were flying these uh hurricane fleet issue fcon was flying this hurricane fleet issue fleet and i messaged their fc i don't remember his name but he was the he was the dude who made that <laughs> that uh presentation at like e vegas about how Oof, hard it was to be something. an fc it was Wolf was that something. it yeah. i don't remember his name but i messaged him i'm like they had like three doctrines. I'm like, do not bring hurricanes. They're bringing a thousand bombers. Do not bring hurricanes. <laughs> this was, I think, I think this was actually the fight where where CO2 flipped. It might have been that one or the one right before it. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, no problem. Well, what do they do? They show up in a slept near hurricane. Wolf Pack Ten. <laughs> was it Wolf Pack? I don't remember. Wolf Pack. Um, that was it. Yes, Wolf Pack Ten. I, they show up in this hurricane fleet issue and slept near fleet. They land on the gate about 80 bombers at all angles decloak their entire fcon fleet is destroyed i mean there's zero survivors because the gate is you know tied eyed so bad they can't jump and 
They lose the entire fleet. They are totally uninvolved in the fight. The fight goes on for 10 more hours. FCON does literally nothing because they brought the Hurricane fleet that I said, please do not bring this fleet. But was it maybe... <laughs> so, what do you think was it? Was it an FC's ego? You know, FC egos get in the way sometimes, right? Yeah. Like if you so tell him, don't bring it, he's like, no, I have to bring it. It's possibly it would have yeah. been at the time, who is this goon FC messaging yeah. me? You know, you don't really yeah. know what relationship you had with him. Did he have your respect? Yeah. Did you have his respect? Yeah. But Wolfpack was, uh, I'm not going to shit talk him because any FC is a good FC in my eyes at the end of the day. But he was, he was an interesting FC, that's for sure. So I had a lot of experience well, with him in Bastion. Everyone webbed a, a fleet at some point, I would say, right? So mm -hmm. there's no shame in that, really. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you keep doing that, that's a problem then, right? I think the, the better one was uh, when a PL Slipnir fleet materialized in Venal and dropped on, I think it was at the time, Narasami's um, <laughs> T3 Proteus fleet. And I, I just didn't, didn't understand at the time how he'd lost, but he did. I think Killer was leading that. Mm -hmm. he, he completely like wiped his entire fleet. And uh, yeah, I, that was interesting. T3 T3's cruisers, the, the armor he acts back then were pretty mean, weren't yeah. they? So, you know, they were pretty pretty good i believe that's where hearing the nickname sour nami when we started yeah flipping his name yeah. around because he was look so was talking, look yeah. was talking as well about these old times and you're about to go back into that do you see like that's what gets me really hyped is what stories are going to come out of this war like yeah. that you know yeah. hopefully... i have to, I have to the wars are always better one. in retrospect right yeah but, definitely yeah i have the feeling this one's going to be one for the ages potentially right mm. Uh, I, I think you could be right for sure. Um, I think that that's, I mean, part of it, like when you look back at like the moments that you remember with your friends, there was almost always some adversity, right? There was some something that you remember that's like a touchstone for your memories. And I think that's why these wars being such a slog makes them so memorable. The fact that they are a slog is actually what gives you those memories where you remember, oh, remember the time this guy brought this fleet and got destroyed and we told him not to? Like, remember the 10 hour tie dye fight? The things that like make it tough at yes. the time are also what yeah. make it memorable later. I wish, um, yeah. I wish, Asher, I really wish I'd recorded the comms when CO2 announced that they were going to depart the Imperium. Mm, and I remember, I'm sure someone did though, right? Was, um, what was the FC's name? The guy that started basically started uh, Laz. Laz was on comms. Oh, Laz. Yes. And oh my God, you, Seb was on comms at the time. And Seb was a, an FC for CO2, or he was like an important yes. person for CO2. You should have heard it over Glue, but like, Laz was going mental at him. It was it, at the time, it was very cringe. You would never have thought about recording it, right? Or, or I say cringe, you know what I mean? It's one of those things you just think, holy shit, this guy's losing his shit over it. But in re retrospect, I wish I'd recorded that and we had something to look back and we could play that and show you like how angry Laz was that we just spent hours and hours and hours defending MTACO just for them to go, yeah. you know what, fuck you. So that's the time I actually lost all respect for Gigax. Not, like, not the fact that he was an FC who couldn't probe or that he like repeatedly backstab people and none of that actually did anything for me really but it was the fact that when they backstabbed us he sent sebastian because sebastian was like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet he was yeah. their super cap he was their super yeah. cap fc he was a really nice dude he was a competent fc too mm. but he was like he was a really nice french guy he was a sensitive guy though and i don't mean that in a negative way i just mean he had emotions you know and you know he sent sebastian in to inform us instead of doing it himself he was a coward and I remember Sebastian was audibly crying, like when responding to Lats. Like he was, he was like in tears, and and we were lighting him up. And like, 
it was in the moment we were so upset. I regret yelling at Sebastian because I said something too. Um, like it happened, uh, so I, I wasn't mean, yelling. Yeah, I wasn't yelling at him particularly, but we were just so angry, and we just fought ten hours in tie dye to defend their capital, and then had them flip on us. But the thing that was the most cowardly and showed the most lack of character was the fact that he sent someone else to give the message instead of taking it himself. Uh, Seb, and Seb was that's when I lost it. Like Seb, Seb was that trusted and that valued yeah. in to the to say Goonswarm, for example, or the rest of the Imperium that he was the only non Goonswarm Supercap FC that I've ever known in the Imperium. Right. Yeah. So, like as far as I know, I think Bliss can or could. But he's the only other person that could that was outside of Goonswarm Federation and could call for all the supers to form up. And he did. Yeah. yeah and he did. Yeah, he was he was totally trusted. And he went down with the ship. He was such a loyal guy. Yeah, he and was a good is, guy. Where is he that's now? That's admirable. He quit when CO2 was, was disbanded, as far as I know. I don't think he's ever come back. Ay, ay, ay. He just, There's like I said, he went down with the ship. Are... And we, trust me, we reached out to him. We said, hey, you know water under the bridge we'd love to join you he's like nope i'm a loyal dude i'm like I, you know what i appreciate that i don't you know i, I that's something that's valuable and it just showed his character uh yeah. that 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 he got stuck on that singing ship but uh anyway that was that was a moment where we were in like one of these crazy slog wars and i will i will remember that for the rest of my life just like the, the emotions and the feelings and and everything that went on there I mean, it kind of did lead into the whole uh, catch invasion, didn't it? Which then gave us, like, you know, I was very fond of the SV curse days, and the first curse deployment was to go and try and hit CO2, although it was a dumb place to stage to try and hit them, but because mm. uh, they had holdings in catch, which we used to harass. And, you know, that led into some good fights as well. And then obviously CO2 died, and we, we <laughs> buddied up with them. Well, buddied up with test is what I mean. So, well, CO two kind of killed itself, didn't it? Cause they were hitting the uh, Russian group, if I remember, and kept losing. Um, CO two did a lot of things to kill themselves. That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just one well, moment was, that I can think of. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Gigex was promised a rental empire, and then I think Legacy could never get the Russian group that held the region oh, yeah. at the time to hand it over. So yeah. Legacy, so the CO two decided that oh, we will. We will invade this region without like the backing of our coalition and then test us through under the bus. And that's what's just gonna happen again, dude. Honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if after all this that Legacy turns around and is like, right, we're resetting everyone but test that's in our coalition so we can because who you know who are they gonna fight then? I just don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. What really? Why break the nip and fight the Imperium? When you've been, you can fight pan farm. As a, a or, or... as a quick question, or sorry, a quick aside. Can I just request that everyone on any Reddit thread that Gigex has made, could you not make the really simple hands joke? I've just read about a thousand of them, so you know, hand off. I gotta hand it to them. Whatever you gotta say. I've heard everyone, every hand joke. Unless you come up with a really good one, I just, I'm just done with the Gigex hand jokes. Like three years expired. Thank you very much. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We talk. I think it was it on talking stations. We talked also about gig eggs, like that the game is missing this crazy dude a little bit, yes. right? I, I struggle. So I came back in. I'm going to tell a story now. It's probably not really a good one, right? But <laughs> back in April, I came back when the COVID stuff started in real life because obviously we were all in lockdown, and uh, 
I, I took my alliance and we Horde reft one of our jump bridges and um we're in nightmares and Horde are coming in Feroxes and the timer's coming out. And we got there in system and we've only been back a day or two. I'd not had many fights and uh this is going to feed into a point I'm trying to make, sorry. And I walk to the jump bridge and I'm in nightmares. I don't have many. I probably have like 15, 20 and they have like, I felt they had like between 30 and 50 Feroxes. And this was before the resistance changes. And I was like, right, I'm probably going to exchange here like with Feroxes. But then at some point I'm going to start tanking whenever I've reduced their DPS to the point where they can't break our logistics. And I walked in and I, hands up, the Horde FC probably was it was his first fleet ever or something like that you know it's quite often that with horde and he gave the order just shoot the jump bridge he did he said just shoot the jump bridge ignore this this nightmare fleet on grid and then we killed all what? the feroxes obviously and i was i was so demoralized from that fleet that that was kind of like his response that i just quit the game I actually quit the game again. I was like, I'm not playing the game. So what I'm trying so to he say didn't is... didn't fight you? And yeah, fight... He, he just shot the jump bridge. He killed the jump bridge. And not success for him. He killed our jump, our 1.5 build jump bridge. But we killed... I think we killed four building Feroxes. But he just didn't shoot us. Out of, out of the game. Well, would you, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, why would you I did. quit I the like, game over there? Fair enough. He's a brand... Honestly, fair enough. He's a new FC, right? But I expected him to try and shoot us. And I was just like, if this is what the game's got to offer now, I'm kind of gonna, I'm kind of gonna stop playing. I think, like again, and what I'm feeding into is that's what I've not really seen happen in the six months I've been gone, or the six months before that when I was busy building Trig up. Like I've not seen any new FCs really arise in the game, right? Which is a problem. Mm, I don't understand why. I don't know. I think we have seen a couple of new FC. I mean, I, th I on, see it in it. Do some shout outs then. Do some shout outs. Funny enough, just today we did FC promotions and in it actually. So yeah, we did one we of did them like like five days ago. Yeah, so yeah, I think you'll. What you'll rank am I, some... guys? I'm still a junior FC. <laughs> yeah, junior, <laughs> FC, <laughs> junior FC second grade. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Full title. Um, yeah, we we've got some new guys. Like, yeah, I think you'll you'll see people who you know are obviously going to get a lot more experience. I mean, that's a good thing about a war, right? That's like that's the chance to like really step up and if you do well like you get so many opportunities right so um yeah and and we like we have definitely had some people go to other groups we had uh like a lot of us teams on fc's left um our group uh recently sort of like yeah it happens a lot you, and so yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you get dudes who like reach their their capacity like as far well, as working through, right so. um well i mean did you I don't like you. You never wanted to be like like a super cap FC though, Kendar. So no, I I love subs at the end of the day. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like I'm. I mean, Trig is a kind of a reflection of who I am in respect. Granted, I've not been there for six months, and other people have been leading it, and it could have developed this way. But like we, we believe in a life without supers. As far as we'll go, is capitals, and then we won't have a super cap fleet. So if somebody comes along with super cap fleet, we are just going to roll over, which might happen one day. But like, I've never had any interest in in that at all because super cap fights, well, at our scale that we are, they'd be very quick. But you know, my experience from them within Goonswarm was you were so tired at the end of X forty seven. You've been there like forever, and Jay had as well, and I just. I didn't. I never wanted to do that. Like, like I keep saying, kind of like Eve is a game, 
and I don't want to have to be for Eve is a hobby. I like but that. Kinder. That's good. I don't want to be sat there for fifteen hours. Uh, you know. Looking after supers and so on. So. I totally get. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying, but at the same time, so for X47, for example, like I enjoyed that because it was more of a process of a team. You know, that team played it, like planning the thing, and then you know, getting like where do yeah. we jump in, how exactly, and yeah. like who jumps in where, and like who's doing, for example, whatever, like the bookmarks or the. Uh, warpings or whatever like who how many signals do we need and all that stuff right so like planning that all ahead trying to get that as tight as possible and very then, german of you yeah I, I i enjoyed that process and to see like okay we've got a team here we can work with right so like the fight itself less you know so i, I totally get what you mean right but then you're, I remember as all well, you were telling me ages ago, you know, these fights don't happen very often. And you can stand fights like that when they don't happen very often. Yeah, if they but, happen once a, a year, it's fine. Yeah, but all I ever saw, if I like any fight with the Imperium, if I'd have had super keys, I would have just, it would have been that, wouldn't it? It would have been that that 16-hour slog. And there was, just, there was just people, like, I just always felt my skills, what well, skills I have got, not that I've got many, it would have been better off served in subcaps. But unfortunately, tie-dye, you know, the super cat fight and tie dye also made that irrelevant at the time. So I'm with you, man. I would love, I love like sub cat fleets and there's so much yeah, better. I, yeah. I, I've told you before that I, I would just delete all I supers. Know, yeah. and I, I wouldn't yeah. have a problem with it. I mean, I like where they are now. I really like the way CCP have gone with them now. And I've come back to the game and to yesterday, for example, on my bridging Titan, I had to take my holes off and take them <laughs> off the Titan completely because yeah. they were offline. And it's like, Oh, you know, that's not a thing anymore. Spot on. Did that's you take really your sign off as well? Uh, Yes, yes, I did, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, that's something we haven't really talked about. Very few people have talked about. If there's, you know, super fights, supers have changed quite a bit. And yeah. there's going to be assumptions that people have made, but, you know, none of them have been tested. Like, everyone's got, we think this is how supers work now, but no one really knows on a large scale how it, they're going to work for sure. Yeah, I mean, on this scale, there's that one big tie-dye factor that always plays a role, you know? It's like mm -hmm. soul crushing tighter, so every decision can be made in an instant, technically. You know what I mean? Like, you can't make an awesome play and surprise someone and then run through some shit before you can react. Like, no, reaction time is perfect, right? Oh, they jump in it, whatever. Then that range, and they're doing this and this. You know, maybe they, uh, they, they bubbled some stuff in a certain spot or whatever, right? And then it makes them play with dreads or so you can react so fast that the that the margin for error is so tiny, right? You can pull some stuff off, I'm sure, right? There's some yeah. awesome opportunity right there. But it's with Tide, it's still it's so tough to to hit it right. It's a it's a high risk thing. You know? yeah, and minerals, for, you know, you don't want to whelp 200 dreads easily, right? Minerals are now a little bit, you know, it's a little tighter now. Let's come back so, to that in a bit, the mineral thing, because I've got a... a I want to make like a prediction that I've seen. But you're entirely <laughs> right. right, actually, about super caps now because of the resistance changes, right? And somebody's just PM'd me, actually, um, that apparently now it takes around 19 doomsdays to kill a Titan. I don't know what it was before, but if I remember, we yeah. had around 40 Xing up for X47. I think, yeah, uh, I think the, the math was like 25 to 30. So we went with 40 to be sure, I think, right? In most cases. Yeah. I think when we had like in the middle of it, when we had 30, we were like, eh, all right, let's do it. And most of the time that also worked, right? So I think 30 was the number actually. That was 35. So it just PM there you go. By the way, just Chances in, in chat, 35. Have you ever watched like any of the 
or read about any of like big naval battles like Battle of Jutland or whatever. Do you do you read any of this stuff ever? No. Okay. Um well I was thinking that like the what the way I think of it, the really big super battles remind me of these like naval battles. Like you'll read about it like it'll be like oh at 1848 contact was first made. And then at like 1903 they opened fire. Like, you know, like where the there there there's time uh yeah I'm, yeah my foot i'm making i'm making a, a navy analogy but <laughs> I, that's what i like to think about like there is time for you to consider your actions you don't it's not it, has, it relies none on your twitch skill it's fully on your planning and your, your strategy rather than sort of anything you do uh you know yeah like i was clicking in space particularly um which i think is it's a fun it's a totally different than a, than a regular fight like you know if uh if I'm flying a hack fleet versus hack fleet, a lot of it is, is relying on, you know, how I pilot that fleet and, and how my pilots do. Um, where a little bit on like instinct, totally even, right? Yeah, sure. I yeah. totally agree with that. Like you're, you're analyzing so many data points. Like when you're looking at a battlefield, like especially like a multi-fleet battle, I mean like three or four or five, there's so much data that you just have to have a, a feel for it, right? Um, Whereas in a giant fight like that, it's 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 the reason why I think that generally it's better to have separate super capital FCs than regular FCs because they th have to think about different things in different ways. But there's so few reps, you know, at, at a, as a super capital FC in a giant fight that it's really hard to train someone to do it. Like, how do you how do you learn to be a super capital FC in this game? That yeah. explains a lot. Yeah, that explains a lot in reflection. To be fair, thinking about like Tib and yourself and so on and Jay and so mm. on and. I mean, they they all. I mean, they only Tib Tib could do uh, subcaps, but I never I never saw him really do them. But like Jay obviously did, and then Jay became full fledged kind of super cap FC. And I think John has become the same now, hasn't he? Since mm -hmm. I've left, yeah, yeah. yeah he kind of just started calling for super capitals, and no one stopped him. And like, all right, I guess you're a super capital <laughs> <FB> now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And in it, it's kind of weird. Like technically, I can call for supers, but I never do. For all important timers, it always shines. Mm -hmm. So I feel like also, like at the moment, I like the practice with them. I really do, yeah. right? Because I did so much like hunting and all that stuff. And then, you know, normal subcaps, uh, you know, like let's say Munins or, or Ferox, there's not that much magic to it. But like my mindset is always like way more in this fast paced, like uh, hack versus kicky kind of thing, right? So uh, it's so different, you know. Let me say one more thing in, in defense of these giant fights <laughs> happening once in a while. Let me get to say that out there. I would not want them happening every week, you know, constantly. But uh, in defense of the giant fights, you know, Kendar, say that you're in comms, like in this giant fight, and Tibrizzle is the main FC, right? You know, and you're you're in command. You can you can spot something, and and you have time to relay it. You know, and, and it can be discussed. Like, oh, should we do this or should we do that? You have time to actually have an actual discussion rather than just be like, oh, they're over here. And then you have to make it, you know, a move right then. We're getting bombed right now. Like, you know, the, it's a different yeah. thing, but like, it's, it's much more, the pacing will uh, like allow you to be yeah. more thoughtful. Yeah. 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 It's like so much more strategic, right? I and enjoy tie-dye yeah. in subcap fights a hundred percent. Even now in trig, if we go into a fight and you know, you're getting 20, 30% tie-dye, it just, yeah. it is quite nice. It's so, oh, okay. I can take my time a little bit here to, you know, pay, pay attention. 60% is good. 10% yeah. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. I, right. yeah. I, I never liked tie-dye because like whatever I fly is usually 
depending on being like a little bit fast paced, putting pressure on people, right? Like, like yeah. for example, kickies, right? If I fly kickies, I don't want them to have any time to think, right? So yeah. tight air always works against it, which is you know, mm-hmm. a little sad. But Lodge, most of the time, there's a lot better in tight air too. That is also true. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think maybe one day we'll have almost no tie-dye. Like most fights will be tie-dye-less. And I think that day is not that far away. Right. So you think, yeah, because like, think about it. A lot of times it's spiraling, like tie-dye adds up, you know what I mean? So the fight starts and then because the first tie-dye hits, even if it's just like the server barely doesn't keep up, but then it piles on because the kill speed is lower, right? So less people die, but more people still come in. So people keep piling on because the kill speed is lower, but, you know, they come still like the same speed uh, into the system. So that's that makes for like heavy tie-dye fairly quickly then. And that gives the impression as if the server was completely... Um, overwhelmed from the start which usually isn't the, the the truth right usually it starts fairly low and then it adds up adds up adds up adds up and then sometimes you see when tyler kicks off and everyone's like feels like we had that one fight the other day actually like i bought some fortisar in pure blind i think um so we took some uh zealots there and it was a fight for like half an hour and then i don't know 25 bill died and it was like a thousand people in system but that's nothing for half an hour, a thousand people, that's nothing, right? You can have that in um, five minutes with like 300 people, right? Kendar, have you seen the eating column ships? Uh, I, I'm familiar that they're like the chaining super thing, but everyone tells me they're yeah. worthless, but maybe they, they're not. I, I knowing you, you've got some top tier I can I, I play do. with them. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some plans, but I mean... Uh, as sort of a, a ram your fleet into their fleet and blow them up fleet, I don't think they have a lot of value. That, that's true. Like as your no. primary fleet, they're kind of it's kind of like um, the Triglavian ships as well, isn't it? They're they're not really like they kind of work. Probably, I would say probably the most best in very small gang or smaller gang. Yeah. Then like obviously, Pando's so mad right now. Pando's like, how dare you insult oh, my Oh yeah, babies. that's a good point. Okay, so the Kiki uh, is probably a rare exception, but that has a range bonus, doesn't it? Which gives it yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, but like the, the Lashak and stuff, for example, I mean, we just use them as Citadel refuse. Yeah, to be that's fair. what pretty much everyone uses for them. And then uh, uh, the Ikatursa, yeah, outside of a Lodgy ship for uh, it's a, an Armory Eagle fleet. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I like but, them. You, know, like... you don't have to make a ship for every, every kind. Like, exactly. every ship doesn't have to be a fleet ship, right? Like, that's, that, that doesn't yeah. need to be the yeah. case. What but... I'm most happy about is that they're doing stuff that's not just the traditional blasters, auto cannons, or, you know what I mean? Like, they're actually introducing new weapon systems. And, oh, let's try and do this as a weapon system. Maybe eventually something will come along that'll be like, wow, this is really powerful. We're going to have to do this um... for a little bit until it's nerfed into the ground. But so, like, the the Edencom ships, like, they have potential, but I think they only have potential in real mass. Like, 10, 20, 30, maybe 50, they're not going to do shit, right? They're not going to do anything. Probably fleet as well, somebody was telling me the other day. Well, technically, yes. If you, so if you hit targets that are within 10 from you, you're going to hit your own dudes, right? But... Key is you don't hit targets that are ten k uh, under ten km, right? So you can't <laughs> avoid that. So it shouldn't be that hard. 
but at the same time maybe the hostile fleet knows and they're just gonna all approach you you know what i mean like it and then right. your own fleet kills you right you get headshot by your own dudes have you like but, played out any battleship fights in your head like what are, are you gonna spread your fleet out because you know they'll come on top of you if you're in the battleships right so so that's the thing that's why i say like it's not only you need a shit ton of them not only because yeah. you need the DPS from them, but you also want to fight a big fleet because if you hit a target, you want it to bounce even if they're spread out. You cannot spread, like, let's say 200 people or 150 people. You can't spread them out uh, so far that everyone is 10km from each other. No, it, you know, it just doesn't work. So they might not be anchored perfectly and not everyone has the potential to, to be hit, but maybe in big fleets, that's actually what you want. Because think about it, if you get hit and it spreads over 200 or 150 people, it's probably manageable. If you then spread out though, and if you hit one target and it only bounces on like 10 different people, that is that is actually not what you want. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of interesting to think about it. So defense against them is actually to be tightly balled up, which I think they did In certain want. sizes, yeah. Yeah. Um, Have good tanky drones, right? Bring some yeah, faction yeah. drones. And, yeah. you know, ball up. Yeah, that's what I think is the defense there. You want light drones, too, because those are the hardest for the, the bounces to kill. That, you don't want heavier drones. Yeah, that is true. Um, so the other thing about the battleship is if they get right, right on top of you, isn't the damage thermal? I'm sorry, uh, EM and kinetic? Isn't that the damage from the, the that ship? Yeah. Um, if that's the case, it's shield. So it's, you're going to be shooting into the hole as well. You know, you're, half, of a, half of it's going to be shooting into your EM hole. Um, I think what would happen is like, so if you're in this Thunderchild battleship fleet, you would try to spread out. But then I think if you're the enemy FC, you just tell your guys, just pilot towards one and just shoot him. <laughs> you know, just pilot towards one of their ships so that they can't bounce to us and then use your superior DPS to win the fight. Um, so, yeah, I haven't figured out a way for me to make the battleship fleet work yet. Yeah, I think they apply too, too badly, right? Yeah. Like in the mech head, uh, hack meta, they uh, they won't do all that much. I, I can't so. believe sacrilege is a thing now. I go away from the game and come back and like sacks are actually a thing now. <laughs> Asha, Asha made them. Yeah, I remember you saying that to me ages ago. But then obviously that was pre HMO buff, and I don't know. Yeah, for me, well, for that's me, we're doing enough DPS, but yeah, mm. uh, yeah, I was saying like. Um... Back then, that they were they were almost there. They were so close, and then yeah. they buffed the the HMLs. And that, that to me, that put them over the edge. Um, you know, they're good. Like, but you know, um, we've we've won a lot of fights with them. I feel like when we get even fights, we win them. But uh, you know, when we get outnumbered, uh, you know, we lose pretty hard. But that's I think that's probably true for every hack fleet. Um, the the benefit to something like a Serb fleet is if you get outnumbered, and you, you know, you can just you can disengage a lot easier. Um, they do a lot more DPS now, too. Serbs. Serbs? Yeah, yeah. You're kin locked. Well, you're not locked, but you know. Oh you're... yeah, yeah. And so it depends on what you're shooting. Uh, against like munins, they're good because you want to shoot kin at them. But uh, so a question uh, for you, you two actually would be. Uh, sorry to cut you off there. No problem. You know the resistance changes. How have you found those affecting you guys? Because obviously you guys form very large fleets normally. Asher, you know we've. Um, Reavers or G GFE, you mm -hmm. not so much, but how have you found, because in Trig, obviously, they've affected Trig being a smaller group quite a lot, or in some respects, quite a lot. We actually, they, we were talking beforehand that they'd be very negative, but it's it's turned out they're actually quite positive 
because now we can kill a lot more <laughs> before we die. <laughs> so what about you guys? Do we that's exactly what they intended, right? That there's more trading going on. Yeah. Um, you know it what? It doesn't change the way you find hack fleets, though, right? You just you yeah. just shoot the lodgy still, right? Like the, the the actual way you pilot those fleets has not changed at all. Maybe well, either. I had a fight, perhaps, perhaps at your scale, but at my scale, I had a fight the other day uh, versus Volta, and it was a good fight. Oh. And um, they came in sacrilegious, and I cleared the command ships, and then we, we just burnt through sacks, basically. But we were in nightmares, so we had upshipped, to be fair there. Uh, but yeah, well, that's it, was, the, it was an easy exchange. That's the dirty little secret, right, that I think, I've been saying this a lot, I think a lot of people who don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, the dirty little secret is that battleships are better than hacks once you're on the battlefield and if you're not getting bombed, you know, and there's not caps there to, to kill you. Like, if you're in a vacuum, just hacks versus battleships, the battleships are better um, yeah. as a general rule of thumb. But it's it's just that battleships are carrier baits, they get chewed up, and they're bomb baits, and they're immobile. And if you're going, you know, 30 jumps, then, then they're also really a pain to move. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm not surprised to hear that. And nightmares are pretty darn good battleships too. Well, but, they are. They are very so, powerful. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, but I mean, that's it's, it's it, it, the 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 tachyons put like two volleys into a ship, and if it's an armor tanked ship, you're putting two Never volleys into there. the ship yeah. before the reps even land. Yeah, so yeah. probably more powerful than materials now, I would say, and that's that's what nightmares. Like, unless you're slaving the materials, mm. that's going out there. Well, you know, nightmares can always be uh, spectanked, obviously, right? So yeah. if you know they're coming in nightmares, it's like a little easier to tank True. against them. True, but it's still but, a, lot, a large amount of DPS if you do spec tank. Um, but a big advantage is also the the resist changes. They came also with the bomb changes. People keep forgetting, right? Well, so the that's bomb all. Changes. Well, so they took twenty percent off the resists of hardness, not all resists, but they took twenty percent damage of all bombs. So, like, bombers got nerfed, right? And that's the only difference I can tell, really, right? The, the rest of the, the, the changes, it didn't impact what, what I've been doing all that much. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the hacks, like, hacks got even stronger comparatively because they didn't touch hull resist, like, the, the resistance that come with the bases of the ship. So, they only touched it from what you get from that you know, one partner. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the hacks only had such good base resist that that you know you weren't putting on a ton of additional ones, so it didn't really affect them nearly as much as like a T1 battleship, which they did buff to be fair. But um, you know those ships have really bad base resist, and you're you're putting on like four hardeners, you know, and a damage control, something like that. Um, and, and that's where that's those were hurt more. So T1 ships were hurt more than the T2 ones. Yeah, and Security says that like. Battleships, oh, yeah. yeah, they suffer the most um, from fighters right now, I believe, too. I mean, right? yeah, that was yeah, that's something else. the carrier bait for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was something else that I, I didn't realize. Um, one of our FCs was again, we were fighting Volta, I think they came in Ishtars, you know, our old Ishtar fit, Asher, something similar to that. And um, Ooh. we we dropped we dropped carriers actually. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, these fighters are never gonna track these Ishtars, and they did. They did, and they demolished them. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it so that the turrets, even the turrets from those fighters, do have missile application? So they always apply whatever they apply, and they don't have like the turret. Oh, you don't track, you don't hit for shit. Yeah, they work like missiles. That's how they and, work. Yeah. 
Yeah, they'll always do some damage. It's like if you shoot a, you know, capital torpedo at a frigate, you'll still do one damage, right? <laughs> um, uh, so they, they do never miss. And but even then, like they've hit the application a couple of times, it's still really good. Um, yeah. And especially if they, you get a web on you, then it's really strong. Um, I mean, remember, you know, hacks have a sig reduction, but they're still doing like their sig is still over three hundred. So, you know, it's it's like what a battleship has. Yeah. When, with with links and True. the prop off um so yeah you're still you're still getting hit pretty hard no matter what but they got they got a buff i think since i left you know because they nerfed on super carriers they nerfed um fighter bombers against Ooh. didn't they the the long range fighter bombers against battleships obviously yeah. i think they they buffed now they've got an extra tube so now they have four sets of fighter bombers right yeah yeah so it does you know yeah that was a good point yeah a lot, a lot's changed actually while I've been gone. It's surprising how much changes in six months. Sounds very daft, but it's, it's well, they're, they're doing a lot of work, which I like. But um, all right, X in the chat if you want the battleship meta to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everyone. I'm just gonna count like how many do we have? <laughs> Three hundred X's. There you go. I mean, for, yeah, you, for, for you guys, then is it is it not a thing? Is Baltic fleet? Uh, we renamed it, didn't we? Whatever it's no, called. That was a knee-jerk rename, and we, we got rid of that pretty quickly. I, I, I hated that. Um, but we we have it, but, like, you're just, like... I mean, remember, <clears throat> excuse me, remember, Kendar, like, for the last three years, we've been going mostly on the offensive, which means traveling long distances. Yeah, so... so better, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you ever have to use a wormhole, which is sort of a, you know, a way of life now in EVE at certain points... You know, a battleship fleet is totally unusable uh, when it comes to wormholes, whereas hacks can usually go through. Um, I was just talking about the other day. Do you guys remember Elo Knight's hack in a box? Yes, I remember I was that. Yeah. He got so much. You don't remember that, Panda? Um, remind me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he he had this, and it was funny because <laughs> I was yeah. Anyway, he had this uh, idea where he was going to use a. Um, like a blops, what are the like the, the what's the one that like carries cargo? A blockade runner. I can't remember for a second. Use a blockade runner. Put a unassembled hack inside the blockade runner with the modules and the and like T1 rigs, and then uh, bridge them to wherever the fight was. So like you would have fight, you know, 80 jumps away. Just set up a, a sino chain and bridge all the blops to the fight, and then dock in an NPC safe station and assemble your hack. That was hacking a box, <laughs> and everyone gave him so much, so much shit for it. I thought it was a pretty good idea, actually. I was it's a fun yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I just... you know, that's one of those things that, like, strategically is going to come up uh, in the war, right? The Sinojammer thing. You know, if you want to kill certain things, like, are they going to find a way around uh, Sinojammers? You know what I mean? Like, are you going to take this gate, or are you going to, you know? Yeah, we're gonna... That wouldn't work. Would that work though? Like, because you need you need to have a station to assemble it, right? You can't assemble it in space. Yeah. So, like, but right. like, I'm just saying, yeah. like, that. But you, right, know, you need you need yeah you need crazy solutions perhaps for some things. Like, I've thought about certain things. Like, for example, like a Stratos fleet. Stratos is not a bad ship, right? You could make a doctrine out of them. Yeah, I've seen that. That to just get the first times. fleet. Yeah, to just get the first fleet into the constellation behind the camp. To then well, open it up, right? Like Stratios's. Oh, you Stratios's. can bridge yeah, them yeah. fairly easily, right? And stuff like that. So that that kind of stuff, that would be possible. Like, would be one option. 
that I can see happen. I don't see anyone doing Black Opses, right? I don't think that's happening. I mean, if that's happening, it's going to be an expensive experiment, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, I mean, so that's <laughs> I mean, that's definitely bait everyone off that gate. You know what I mean? Like, imagine us camping, like, let's say the the four dash O gate and forty nine dash, right? The the gate to catch, and test is uh, coming in with like a hundred Black Ops battleships behind the, uh, behind us. Like, who who gets to decide who can fight those Black Ops? Is right? <laughs> it's like I'm gonna be in warp and then say, "Yep, yeah, we going." Right. So, if um. If they gave, if they give, um, I'm trying to think of how to say this. So you have Marauders now, right? And they have T2 resist, but they don't. They don't have good EHP, right? Mm-hmm. If they gave Marauders like the the kind of resist and EHP that a battleship with those resists would have, would you guys fly them as a fleet ship if they were still like a billion isk each? But you had like 280 280k EHP before, uh, you know, before what? boosts. I mean, a bill that's close to a rattlesnake, and I think rattlesnakes are yeah. like strong, right? So I would guess so. Right? Rattlesnakes I mean, that expensive now. I, I haven't really looked at them since we lived in Declan, and we were we were just pumping them out. So maybe it's a smaller alliance. Yeah, we definitely would. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I remember that was always your thing as well. You always wanted to do like a you know a, a doctrine of that. It's a shame yeah. it never happened. Actually, yeah, yeah, that would have been pretty cool. I'm looking fondly at my fits still. Yeah, what? yeah. You, you can't lose on style points, that's for sure, right? When I when I came back to the uh, game, by the way, I, I started watching the scope videos just to catch up with the lore because you know, mm-hmm. kind of sometimes tells you what's coming. And I noticed that the Triglavians are deploying these these structures in belts in the systems they conquer that uh, mine minerals, and I'm so hopeful that that is going to be in the future, like maybe some sort of i dare say it passive mineral miner or something Ooh, do you know, know what i mean I like that would be i made predictions like this in the past and i'm kind of cocky with them because i was i was i can't remember what it was but i was bang on the money with it and the ccp released it and i just looking at it i was like it's got to be coming because it was on the csm's list right and this structure now you know in the law the capsules see that um, you know, Triglim is deployed this structure. We go blow it up. We take it away. Research it. Somebody develops into a structure, and I was just like, "Yes, please let this be maybe a low sec only, or maybe a low sec only and NPC not that's only a, structure." Yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah. Like, if you if you want to have passive income, moon mining or whatever, like have it have it limited to low sec, and I think that would yeah. be a good balance yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, and that's like. Yes, please. I'll have some of that because that would be. It, it just it should be very different to the old uh, moon mining, right? We should never go back to that model, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think obviously we're having all problems in the game, or mineral problems in the game, and this would be one way to help contribute towards fixing that. Yeah, I don't know what position I took back in the day as far as I don't remember if I said that you know passive moon mining was bad for the game or not. But um, if I did, I definitely feel like now you can say, oh, that was the wrong call. I think that we need something of that sort in the game to give people stuff to fight over. And I I don't know what I said back then. Just to be clear, it should only be, they are deployed by the Triglavian in regular belts. So you right click and you go like Mm -hmm. Astro Belt 1 and they're there when they conquer a system. And it's like, hmm. And it looks just like a Citadel. It's got all the fancy lights and everything. And I was just like, yes, please, CCP, come on, do this. 
<laughs> well, it is the same designers, most likely. So you know, yeah. we'll see. That the Varger is the only large artillery ship that has a range bonus and a tracking bonus. Only one in the game. So you know, it's not a bad keep game. That in mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's only only Persona. artillery ship that can do that. Well, I mean, what's the EHP though? Right? Is it a hundred k, hundred twenty, something it's, like this? Listen, listen, listen. With boosts, T two rigs, it's one hundred fifty seven k. I don't I know. know. I, I oh. know. I'd get PTSD. I mean, you, you know what? I would go to bed, close my eyes, fall asleep, and then dream about losing an entire fleet of that. Yeah, yeah, you could turn on the bastion module and go to two twenty, but uh oh, at yes. that point you're, you're just bombing the carrier bait so bad at that point. So yeah, yeah. I think we can pull it off because we don't often encounter carriers unless we're going under somebody's umbrella if they're still a thing. Yeah. We went to Horde Space the other day and started attacking a mining fleet and I was like, right guys, we're gonna get dropped by all the supers and titans and it was just like is that even a thing anymore? I don't know. And the guys were like, uh I can't really tell you. Imagine you have a you have a Marauder fleet, like 150 people and stuff, and you would actually get that buff that you want, right? They can reach 280k EHP, right? And then you would fit the Bastion, because sometimes you want to cycle that Bastion once to get that extra DPS on whatever you want to kill, right? Let's just assume. Just, just think about the number of people that hit that fucking Bastion mod by accident, and you lose, like, Marauders for it. Oh, no. Is Bastion DPS or, or just tank? I thought it was just tank. Am I wrong? Ba- I don't even know, to be quite honest. I don't fly Marauders, but yeah, I, think I think it was I think DPS. It's just tank. It gives you, it gives you just oh, it's range. It's extra tank. range. Okay. Range and tank, someone says. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, range. Yeah, that's correct. I'm looking at it right now. Um, okay, how about this? One one more argument for my, my Hail Mary Marauder idea. Uh, ADCs for Marauders. So keep them with the the current, you know, anemic ehp but but add an adc to them i think i like that i think i like that i mean still, i mean one, yes why not? Like a why t2, not a t2 a t2 one is 1.5 billion so yeah. <laughs> you're not uh yeah, you have to think from a solo perspective too right obviously yeah, yeah that's because obviously rocking up and then having another fleet in the game where I have to shoot logistics first before I start burning through hacks or command links is, isn't really Diverse. On the other hand, on the other hand, if you get them scrammed and you hold down these 1.5 billion ships, that yeah. probably are going to be yeah, you're going to be pretty happy with that at the end of the day, right? If you if you win that fight, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to make them like so you might ever see them. Um, I know right now the only time people use them is like high sec ratting. I think that's pretty much the only use case. People used to fly on the low sec every now and again, but there's so many carriers now that no one will ever do it or dreads. Yeah. Some people have them just you know toy ships. You know, they play around with them a little bit favorite battleship fleet then if you look back over the the entire you know entire history of eve what's your what's your your apex battleship fleet i was like like you're saying what's my favorite one yeah yeah I don't really like battleships. Or maybe the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> ravens ravens yeah. are fun. Yeah, it definitely is a missile one. Like Ravens or Typhoons, for sure. It's me perfectly. Mine is the Alpha Fleet. I fucking loved Alpha Fleet. It was just brilliant. It just, you, just, you just like the finger of God. You just like deleting yeah. targets. Yeah. Although I never got a chance to fly with the, uh, the Dummies pre 
century you know that makes sense. <laughs> they were strong they were really strong yeah. but i was thinking about like ravens typhoons dummies was all the thing came to mind because they all require you to do something to mitigate your disadvantages like like alpha fleet you're literally just put like hoping everyone fires at the same time and maybe get webs right like that's that's all you do in an alpha fleet like a raven fleet a typhoon fleet and a dummy fleet all have some drawback that you have to work around and, and that's what appeals to me they're a little know? more it, challenging it, yeah yeah exactly fleet in a long time where i got to do the countdown you know how you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you one fire <laughs> Just, just it was great because it was like there was always that one dude that would shoot the target first that you didn't, and you know, then reps would land and you'd be like, ah, don't preempt the logistics to rep this guy that we're going to try an alpha. And it was, yeah, typically, yeah. yeah. Shine says rocks. Um, I think I think I know why he says that. We had this like war against like what was the coalition at the time? I forgot dinner squad or what the fuck the name was. And we fought uh, those Russians down in Ezo at the time. And then it was Darkness of Despair we were fighting. And then, like, rocks were the thing, right? They brought rocks, we brought rocks. And then suddenly they switched to... I wasn't in Stain, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they switched to Blaster Rocks to surprise us. And then we switched to Blaster Rocks. And it was like Blaster Rocks and Blaster Rocks. It's like so fucking yeah. like you don't see that anymore right it's a little sad yeah, i remember when i was in gents and i was only a line member and lived in Vale, and we had like nagas and we had them in a rail format and also in a blaster format and then we had the rocks as well and they were in a rail format and a blaster format so that was uh yes yeah, i'm surprised that's kind of not come back with the ammo changes right yeah, it's not enough. I mean, rocks might have a good shot if they fight other battleships, but there's no other battleships, right? So if there was like if battleship meta was a thing again, I think rocks would you know definitely be be like on the list for everyone like, look at, to look at. Look at the sig on a rock. You ever see like what a rock does sig wise? Well, it doesn't matter giant. that much. It's it doesn't giant. matter that much. I mean, the last, the last you have good EHP. The last short range battleship fleet I ever did. I mean, it was a hard counter that I developed as well for, um, it was for GOTG's Eagles, actually. And it was AC dual nuke Tempests. And in the end, we ended up using them against CO2's Zealot fleet. And that resulted in a very gorgeous battle report where we neutered all the Zealots out and murdered them all and killed like 36 bills. But that was like the last time I used effectively. The last time I used uh, a short range weapon system. I loved. I love Kendo when you did like maelstroms with auto cannons, just burned at people. That was so yeah. awesome. Just the tempest just, was because they just it just was. It was. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> we all miss battleships, huh? I just just sent me a, a Discord PM of uh, a Varga uh, EFT. And I've already got that, dude. I've just opened DFT, and it's called the exact same thing. So that is from you. Look at this amazing piece of junk. <laughs> I Sometimes I just open it and just wistfully stare at it, you know? Yeah, and going back to the Tempest thing, the, the only problem was there was that one time when I got bosoned. Do you remember? Oh, I was so mad. When Gigax bosoned me in the Tempest fleet. And we were uh, doing so well. We were killing all his zealots. And then he jumped his avatar in and bosoned me. Didn't he get painted, so painted out to do that later he did, and die? In the he did that yeah. to us. He did that to us, but he died. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That was a good time. He jumped just, in. So you just sacrificed yourself already... for a greater good, Kendar. <laughs> exactly. You gave him the confidence yeah. he needed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah, he jumped Again. in, but we were all spread out. We we didn't understood, uh, stand at, at the time why he did that because we were in battens and we were all like orbiting at fifteen or something. Anyway, like we were fairly spread out. So he killed maybe two battens or so, and then lost his titan for him. But respect, right? Like crazy. I was. We were in X seventy, and I was desperately trying to mid dreads to get in range so I could get on him to get revenge. Because I, when he did boost him, there was really, really mad afterwards. I was really mad that that had happened. I can't remember why, but there was something that had like triggered me. And I think it's because Asher was in command at the time. <laughs> and I was like, I should see me get boosted and get wrecked. No. Uh... Um. Yeah, that's always the worst. You don't want to like with your fellow FCs that you respect. You don't want to ever look like yeah. you know, like like, like you, you're like a chump or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, you just, you just you just you just yeah. yeah the um, first time that happened to me was um, when I was just uh, in GF, uh, you know, skirmish command, and we were going into Cloud Ring, and uh, Isildur was Sky Marshal at the time, and he was in comms with me, and I jumped into at the time a Culture Fleet. And I, I and I just burnt straight at them in, I think we were in hurricanes and they were in feroxes and I got absolutely shredded. And I was so sold. Yeah, that was like, anyway, hurricanes versus feroxes. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know any better at the yeah. time. And it, it was like 16 bill lost, nothing killed. And I was mortified afterwards. <laughs> and I was just, I was like, oh my God, this is, and that was my biggest loss at the time. Quite ironic now when I look back because like the biggest loss now is like 250 bill or something lost in one flea. So <laughs> and that was that like dread, that like dread wolf in H stack five. Yeah, it's the, but that's why they're training fleets, right? That's why yeah. that's why you give people those yeah. because the worst damage you can do is 16 bill. It's really not that you know that big of a an issue. Um, yeah. But yeah. but the thing is, like no one remembers that 16 bill, but you remember that. However many years later this is, you know, it's <laughs> it's more important to you just the loss is it's what's important than that, that money is quickly forgotten. Yeah, sixteen um, bill nowadays. Yeah. It's peanuts. Yeah. Man. Can I just say that I, I... stack five fight either of them probably like John. To be fair, John Alice, you guys will because I think you were there and you, you obviously saw the aftermath, but nobody else will remember that, you know, that I jumped sixty to eighty dreads in on a Leviathan and it survived. <laughs> it wouldn't survive today. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a shield, Leviathan. It's definitely going to die. Oh, oh my they God. baited you pretty yeah. hard. There. You were you were yeah. real salty about that. You were real oh, salty. Yes, like, I, <laughs> I had to have a break for two weeks from the game. After I was going to say, really yeah, you couldn't talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I could just see you walking around like your neighborhood with like a hoodie pulled over your head and your hands in the in the pockets. Yeah. You know, just with your head down. So that's just how I pictured you for two weeks. I remember, I remember actually going out after that flea and it just I walked outside, I walked down to my local shop and everything felt dead surreal, which is really weird. Yeah. yeah. You know it's <laughs> like, a great what? purchase, Kendar, like a heavy bag, you know, boxing. Like you should get a heavy bag. Yeah, I should so, really yeah. yeah. I always wanted to have one, but I don't have room for it. Yeah. Um by the way, can I just say I'm really enjoying chatting with you guys and not talking about the, this upcoming war, which is everyone's been talking about nonstop what? for we already did like, right? over a week now. Well, yeah, we we only did that for like fifteen minutes. Then we yeah. got to talk about the fun FC nerd stuff, which is more fun to me, anyways. For X forty seven, Asher, I said to you, and so did several other people, mittens included, that you know you were like, you know, I'm really slightly uh, apprehensive about this fight, and we were like, dude, you've got this. 
Alasha, let me tell you, dude, you've got this. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Kendar. Uh, that's a you know it's nice that people back you up and say you know say that kind of stuff. It feels it feels good. That's like once again those are the memories that you uh, that you play for. Why is everyone bullying me? Sorry, but why is everyone bullying me about not liking spicy food? I feel I feel like <laughs> you brought it up yourself. <laughs> yeah, now I'm getting totally bullied about this. Oh, I've got a question. Actually, someone asked. What does it mean when people say Asher up? When they say what? Asher up. Apparently that's a saying in Goons. I don't know. Asher so, OP? Like op? Nope, not op. Asher up. I think they're referring to Wait, you always demand... You know it? Kenna, you know it or not? Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I think very can, vague. Can you write this out? I read this thing, Asher up. Asher like, UP. Like, man up. And then you'd be like, well, Asher no. up. Yeah. I've never heard that before. If someone's so, saying that, then it's then uh, John says he's not heard it either. So yeah, I've never heard it before. But yeah. uh, a friend of mine who used to be in goons, I said apparently everyone was always forced to bring mobile pores and all kinds of like oh, refits oh. and all that shit to refit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've never, and all that I've never stuff. heard it expressed that way. But yeah, no, there's a bunch <laughs> of memes. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I I carry everything in the cargo. I'm like a I don't even know if we can say this anymore, but I'm like one of those people who travels around the European countryside in like you know in caravans with their whole life with them. I'm I'm like one of those people. Uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> and I have uh, I just have everything in my uh, in my cargo hold just to be ready. You know, always be prepared. It's the Boy Scout motto. Yeah, I don't I don't think gypsy is a swear word. Is it not? I All right. Think uh, so. Here's a meme. Someone. If someone's offended. I apologize, but I don't think I it is. In, I put in chat a meme. Someone sent me a. That, I get a lot of these about <laughs> about my fleets. Yeah, they self-identify as gypsies, so it's totally fine to say it. I think. That, that's something that's new since I started playing again. The freak escape bay. How have you found that, guys? Hmm. Battleship you know. fleets. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think if battleships uh, are being used a little bit more. I think the the key thing they aimed for was to keep people in the fight, right? For example, if you f uh, field 150 and you fight 150 and then people die on both sides, the first guys to die, you know, they might have waited for an hour to, for the fight to even start and then they die instantly in their home, right? But now, at least they're in the Soul Freak. They're still part of it. You know what I mean? And I think they they would succeed at that really well. Like in smaller fleets, for example, in your Nightmares, if you fly Nightmares, and then suddenly be like then a happy or whatever to tackle stuff. I forgot about it until this chat. I don't even know what we've been packing in them because every yeah, time yeah. I've never said. I know, I know. We have been flying some battleship things too. And I was like, oh wait, what do we put in the freak bay? Right? Yeah. It's like, and then as an EFT guy, like a, a Pyfa uh, warrior, it's like, oh great, I can I can actually make another fit, right? <laughs> it's like, it's kind of fun. I like it. I really like it. But yeah. point the other day, you said you could do the Thunder Child and then put every with the frigate eating com one is the eating com frigate in the bay and just keep zapping. As soon as you get ejected from your Thunder Child, just keep zapping with the frigate. So <laughs> zapception. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Your own guys. <laughs> the Skybreaker. Skybreaker. Man, the names are a little bit weird. Yeah, the names. Listen, are so I appreciate these names are so much better than what they named the Citadels and what they named the Tragolavian ships. At least they're like names that I can you know, possibly remember. 
Like, I think I got used I, to the trick ships. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean Kiki and Icky. I don't like that, right? Yeah. If you have a Kiki, you don't have an Icky, right? Make it an yeah, Oko or something, but you know. Ikaturso, I have a really hard name, a really hard time remembering that. Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, at least Skybreaker, Thunderchild, even if they're silly, I can remember them. Yeah, you know what? The ship names are not even the bad. I think the ammo names, they went a little too far. You know, I think there was a couple of guys sitting around the table having one beer too many. And then Electro Punch Ultra L. Like, come on, guys. It sounds like something an anime character would yell yeah, out. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. Like, is it like One Punch Man or what? Yeah, maybe maybe uh, our new Korean overlords made us made them do like anime call out oh. names type things. I that, think that's you my just theory. exactly. I think you just uh, what do you call that? Unveiled it. Is that the right word? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking yeah, news. That might be it. Yeah, the Triglavian dread never got used, did it as well? Because that was a thing when it's I was not good. It's no. Not good. <laughs> it's worse oh, than okay. an F. It's yeah. simply what it is. And it's expensive. Everyone they didn't want to... the, on the the dread side. Everyone's pushing T two guns now, aren't they? Because of the ammo changes. So yeah, the T two guns were such a waste before, but now it's a waste not to have them. It's actually the yeah. total opposite. Yeah, it makes sense now. And that's what that's what I was said. I would have loved to see them do with the faxes the way they did the fax, like diminishing returns of the reps. Right? Why not? say instead of a rep amount why not say rep modules right it drops off after a certain amount of rep modules so the only the best ones count so then you have an incentive you have uh, to fit like better rep modules so you fit faction reps and all that stuff and i think you're like saying that like like it it take 30 modules of of reps and the best and the best ones apply essentially is what you're saying yeah exactly Mm, and that would encourage yeah that makes sense that would encourage people to fly you know, the faction ones which drop exactly. the price up and yeah. And then it's not about like faxes are not worthless to kill then, you know, because mm. people want to kill a fax then suddenly because they might be shiny fit. Faction reps, right? But now they did the whole insurance thing to kind of balance it out in a way. I just thought I mean it wasn't the right direction and I get it. It's a good change overall. But you know, I think it wasn't as Elegant or whatever you want to call it, as the the rep uh, module thing would have been, but whatever, I take it right. Death to all faxes. I think the game would be a better the game would be better with all faxes in general. Like you could remove all faxes overall, and I think the game would be better. Oh, real hatred faxes, Pando. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I how many times have you been in like in a fight and then had one fax just ruin your time? Yeah. Because you didn't have dreads in range. Like, oh, yeah. well, that's the, that's the end of the fight. Sorry. Yeah. The fax doesn't even have to go into triage, and it's already ruined the fight. It lands, and you know it's over, right? A lot of times. Argue, some people would argue, from their point of view, that you know, not you guys not you not having dreads in that particular situation is is the the whole point really is that you can't go into this they're 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 asking you to go into a capital brawl if somebody puts a fax yeah but right and if you the facts can't do that then shouldn't they but the fax is this shitty bridge sorry Uh, i'm done i'm done the, but the fax is a shitty bridge between caps and subs it It bridges over to subcaps which is like just 
I don't know. You can't really like uh, like no matter what oh, nerf you bring. If you haven't got a dread, about... fleet, there isn't enough counterplay against the facts. Is is what you guys are saying? Which oh, well, is yeah, totally. I mean, they did change it to one cap booster now, so there is more room now. So I'm I'm glad. Well, they were through the anti rep bombs, right? Which were going to be a thing, but they never did. Anti rep bombs? I've never heard about that. I think oh, they were going to put Lodge on Kilmills too. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, that is something I would love to see. But the the, the whole idea was that these bombs would affect, uh, would apply a negative debuff to rep bonus coming from the craft that they landed on. But then I think they deemed that they'd just be too overpowered. So that was before they looked into anti-capital bombs, to be fair, as well. You've got to be really careful with that sort of stuff because it yeah. gets messy. It's just too yeah. powerful. Everyone hard to... flies around with, like you, Panda, you'd 100% take bombers and just, you know, have them all preload that and then, oh, hello, Fax or whatever is trying to rep bomb it and deal with it. Well, so... I think that the anti-capital bombs, like, the idea was that you put them on, like, battleships or something, not on bombers themselves. Yeah. yeah. So you'd have to, like, you mean the bring a battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah which, that's a lot better. I know they've slashed the resistance, right, uh, bonuses and stuff, but... I mean, I wonder if that was CCP's idea around reducing cap capital EHP because I thought we were going to head towards this thing where they would reduce mm -hmm. capital EHP. Well, they, they, ha by... they have. It's both. Right? Yeah. yeah. The sustainable fax reps too, right? I mean, you have to see it like that with the hardness, obviously. If you have a dread bomb for the 100, you will kill something. In, I mean, unless the, the, the cap lob is massive, right? But Show my new you will kill something. No, right? Yeah, yeah, you would, yeah. Especially with the, the dread ammo change as well. Yeah, and I like it, like, you know, I don't know if it's perfect like this. It probably isn't. But um, I like the way it is right now, and let's let's see how it works, right? And that's the same for CCP. They have to see, like, is it working like this? Like, do we need to tweak? And then, and then I hope they iterate on it once they see if it's, you know, where it needs to be tweaked. But at the moment, I think we, uh, you know, we've got some room to play with, and it's in a good place right now. I feel like. Yeah. But yeah. I talk. You have to remember coming from the perspective now of like having, you know, a max fleet size of around like fifty dudes, not two hundred and fifty. So, because there's obviously you two obviously fly around. I mean, actually, I, I don't know with the GFA what type of fleet sizes you were putting in that. But obviously, prior to that, you, you enjoyed, you know, sub-100 members in your fleet and so on. You enjoyed those yeah. things. And then you, Panda, as far as I know, you're just blobby. You come with 250 dudes and shines. <laughs> That's and not true. Not, lately, I not so much, because we don't have that many targets. I remember me and Shines getting into a dread fight five minutes before downtime when we dropped 60 dreads on each other and killed like five and then downtime hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking shame. But yeah, I you know what I remember. Remember that one time you were, were you were caught in, I forgot where it was. Might have been tribute or so, with SV, and it was like there was a horde fleet, a PL fleet, and Edo was there with the Black Legion, I and then you called for help. Yes, you came. Yes, that was the, that was to this day I think my best op ever. I'm not oh, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Uh, Elo came in Zealers, and uh, I can't remember what we were in. It must have been Ishtar's, because that's all we ever flown towards the end in SV. And um, 
Oh, I can't remember what the other guys were in either, but yeah, we were massively bombed. Uh, PL was in, in Serbs. Uh, Elo was Elo was in. Oh, sorry. Uh, keep going. I whenever I speak, I think your mic breaks up, and then it sounds to me like oh, you, you're done. But then I realize now you're mid sentence, and I want to stop. But it's whatever. Keep going. Sorry. No, I just wanted to say uh, Elo was in Zealots. PL was in Serbs. Horde was in Feroxes. I don't know what you were guys. You guys were flying. We must have been in stars for that. Stars or Feroxes, I think, back then. But yeah, that was good. And you, I was like, Pando, come save me. And you had a wormhole. And you Next did door. manage to come. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of good times like that. I remember when we were staged in X70 Asher and we were doing the GOTG thing. And I remember, I think you'd had somebody flip. And give us so yeah one was one was in the UK yeah, yeah. And, and I remember somebody was skynetting them one day right off of their own structure like an FC mm -hmm. was and I was I saw it and I was just like that's it I'm just gonna dread bomb this for and it erupted into this like massive dread ball and this super serious thing and we had like a glorious battle report afterwards I yeah the two R gate in yeah. uh, in VFK there was a fort um, I was just like but... it's a how fast it escalated because Jay showed up and then you showed up and then like Apple Pay showed up and started pinging for more reinforcements and stuff. It was really good, actually. I was just tired of seeing the, the Skynet thing happen and us being like, oh, we can't do it. It was like, nope, I'm going to do something. And they had all all dead expensive Dreadface and we had our T1 Whelp Dreads because that's yeah. all we do was feed Dreads. <laughs> Back in the day, that was the way to go. Was the T1 dreadfit. Now it's it, you got to go T2. It's so the, it's so valuable. The the Imperium's pushing for revs these days, right? Because there was a period at the very start of the cap changes where we pushed only for nags, and then yeah. we went back to like a multi multi dreadfleet, and then now we're pushing for the revs. And I don't I don't know if you want to give away a grand plan, but what's the what's the thinking behind just revs these days, Asher? Still a lot of damage. They have a good okay. tank. I mean, they're just they're just good dread. Like the with the T two guns, they've made them really strong. Um, That's just better than nags. I mean, you wouldn't want a whole fleet of revs because then they could you know just cheese tank you. But um, but yeah, you know, uh, if it was fifty percent of your fleet, you'd be pretty happy. If it was sixty or seventy, you'd still probably be pretty happy. Yeah, because okay. there'll always be that one dude that shows up with a phoenix, right? <laughs> That's me. That's me right now. <laughs> Phoenixes. I mean, on paper they look great, right? Yeah. Um. But then you start you start seeing like Poco sig tank them, and you're like, oh, this is disappointing. I remember <laughs> Pando seeing uh Phoenixes. Do you remember Pando? And the what? Do you remember the skiing Phoenixes? Oh, I'm sure the one with the MWD, and then you just yeah. siege and you 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 sig tank like you speed tank the Citadel and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Or you kite away, or even if you counter get counter dread bombed, you can kite away to a degree, right? Because you're moving fast. But yeah, it was a fun idea. But it's not practical, right? I I come up with like all kinds of weird shit, but ninety percent of the time it's kind of bullshit, right? Yeah, you and Nash are in that category. You're very much out of the box thinking, and PGL as well to some respect. I'm not sure about Vili. But I, I, I'm very much a, I see somebody else do it and then adapt it quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. a... 
an EFT coming up with the next next big thing. That's always I just that's, that's usually the best way to do it, around. right? Is is yeah. to be the second adopter. You don't want to be the first adopter, the early adopter. You want to be the the, the first one to adopt a good new idea after someone else has tested yeah. out thirty but, of them but, to find that one good one. But <laughs> at the same time, I would argue, like you you've seen it with Stukas, like we were the first guys to do it, and we had the advantage of the first guys because we we could make mistakes at the beginning that other like hostiles wouldn't capitalize on that much right so by the time everyone realized and i think that fight i was talking about earlier that was kind of the turning point where everyone was like okay that's too powerful we have to learn this right pl did and all this these guys they all looked into it but they came into an environment where most people already have seen them and there were counters to a degree and they kind of knew how to deal with them so they had a way harder time to learn flying them so that gave us that, that big advantage i felt like it wasn't that we are like way smarter or like whatever like we have been flying them for so long so we knew like a couple things right and it was just way harder for people to adapt to that so it, like i think for no group i think horde has tried them a few times and um i know marshy with bombers bar tried them a few times but uh nobody stick to them at the time because like at sooner or later they always like got caught and you know wiped the entire fleet and stuff so it was tough to learn. So it's not always the second guy who is the the lucky guy who can capitalize on the knowledge, right? Like if the yeah, con- if the config is weird enough to fly, I think then the first guy has the advantage. Right. It's good, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, sometimes you get armor eagles, right? But uh, sometimes, uh, which boy, I really wanted those to work. By the way, I'm I'm upset that the armor eagles did not seem to work very well. Do because they just seemed... What's that? No, oh no, no. P- PGL had a fleet he called uh, Swag Surfers. Were, <laughs> I like it though. Bring it, Armor right? Eagles, this kind of stuff. Uh, Zealots and Ikatursa Lodgy. I'm a massive fan of Armor Nightmares. I think that's legitimately a thing. Like with four yeah. slots towards E War, Armor Nightmares would be pretty good. Yeah. When, That's when one of the size shines... You could run those in a, in a small to medium sized fleet fight, right? But you wouldn't want them in 250, man. Yeah, that's the thing. I think when Shines did our first Nightmare Fleet um, and in it, like I said, like ah, I kind of like the armor version, and he laughed at me. He's like, no, 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 no. And he's probably right, you know? The DPS and mobility of the shields Nightmare is just so sweet, right? For a better I like the armor thing. ones, too. <laughs> yeah, I think but, we all just sat there looking at it. Look, look but, at all these yeah. tracking disruptors. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then also, I, I always think it's a little bit more challenging for everyone in your fleet, right? So everyone has Ooh. something to do, and it's like, yeah, it's a little harder yeah. to apply and work, but, but it is kind yeah. of fun. That's why I like the sacrilegious, right? It, like, you're yeah. you're giving people things to focus on that's not just pressing F1. Um, the fight the other day we had against Volvo, we were doing exactly that. We kept reiterating to our members in the fleet, hey, guys, look at your rangers with your ammo and adjust your ammo accordingly, right? You know, you should be adjusting your ammo accordingly if you're shooting somebody with standard and they're you can only hit out to 50K and they're over 50K away, then adjust your ammo up one. And uh, yeah, we got there in the end. So, well, no, we didn't get there in the end. Unfortunately, what they did was they burnt 100k away from us where their TDs didn't become effective. And then the nightmare became super effective because of its range. You know, you know who else likes when you're in psychologists? Like your friendlies on grid, right? If we have a fleet on grid and you have a fleet on grid, I, I like you having an EWAR platform because like you effectively tank for it helps us your too, fleet. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
that's I think that's underestimated yeah. with the whole immune meta. Mutants are great and stuff, but if we're talking five hundred people with five hundred people, imagine all those five hundred people on one side have all tracking disruptors and the other side doesn't, right? Then suddenly, you know, the kill speed goes a little down on the other side. And uh, the, the, the thing on yeah. that as well is really arranging your own fleet when you have tracking disruptors, how to spread them properly. Because I remember when we did um, a hacks back in the day, and I was in an A hack, and I, I wasn't really a very knowledgeable person back then. And we'd gone to Losec to fight Snuff, and uh, we'll fight Materials. And I, I, I was like, we went into the fight. The fight happened. We left. We lost all war. I can't remember. And we left. And then I, Jay posted a video of him in his Proteus with his E War module and like two E War modules actually. And like you, you could see what he did with them. And I didn't know until I saw that video. That that's what you were supposed to do with a tracking disruptor, right? <laughs> you were supposed to spread them across the whole Because <laughs> no one had told me. The FC hadn't said it. And that's why that was a lesson for me there and then. Always tell your fleet exactly what you want them to do. Remind them every fleet. If you've got tracking disruptors in your fleet, you need to say to them, hey, guys, you need to spread your tacking, tracking disruptors. And you need to tell them effectively how to do it as well, which, you know, every FC has their own version of that. But yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of FCs don't do that. They just expect line members to know what to do with these modules, but they don't always know. Well, they won't yeah. know. Yeah, Mittens was flying in my fleet the other day, and he, he, I was like, anchor up, and then he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, uh, in, in every hack fleet, it's like, it's like you know, uh, keep it range 2K, but he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was kind of funny. And he's like, well, you should tell people. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I should. You're right. I just, you, just, you just say it 500 <laughs> times, and then you figure everyone's heard it. But there's so much exactly, churn in this game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's the same even with trig, like we forget and people end up like breaking breaking anchor and drifting off and so on. It's like, come on, dude, wake up. But yeah. Always, always if you're an FC, you should always be reminding like what do you expect from your line members if you're an FC? Well, explain it to them then, right? Because then they'll understand. And I think that might be a small little important thing for the war coming up. Obviously, if if these people that are getting in fleet haven't got much fleet fight experience, that's a problem for you guys, and you need to mm. you need to make sure that everyone's being clear about exactly what's expected. There was this awesome post that Jay wrote on the uh, Goonswarm forums about how to line member 101 or something like that, or how to F1 warrior 101. And it was like I don't know if that's still a thing, but you might want to dig it out, refresh it, and make sure people have read it for the upcoming war. So, you know what? That's why I always and I think it was on the last podcast that I did where I said like that's underrated for an FC is having a proper MOTD, have a little bit of a uh, a structure in it all the time, right? So people can rely on okay, I join his fleet, I know all the infos are going to be there. For example, in a yeah. Kiki fleet, I do it's very detailed, right? All the infos are there. And then if you join late, there's probably there's gonna it's gonna say reinforcements, yeah. right? Take this Titan Bridge, take this jump bridge, take this wormhole, take exit number one, burn to us. And it's very easy. Nobody has to ask questions on comms then and all that stuff. So just having your MOTD in order already, it goes so far, right? It brings like it's way less chaos in your fleet and you know, chaos kills, right? It really does. It does. Um, Do you, sometimes it gets you kills, but you know. You still have the MOTD generator, Asher. In the Imperium, is that still a thing for the skirmish commanders? I think so. I've never used it. Same thing with the ping, uh, the ping thing. 
we've had Dave Archer has been sending out pings using the ping generator, and he keeps sending it for the long, wrong location. I feel like it's been like eight times. So I, I sent out an off-doll yeah. ping yesterday saying if he does it again, I'm revoking his privileges for a week. <laughs> so uh, some some issues with it. But yeah, we do have an MOTD generator. If you you guys that are bigger bigger groups, it's you know organization to organize these people or organize your people, sorry, into fleets correctly is important. That's kind of a side effect, a bad side effect, I think, of flying with SIGs and squads. Is you're flying with familiar people all the time, yeah. and you you just used to seeing, you know, they know what I'm going to ask of them. Well, when you take that and you try and apply it across the entire Imperium joining your fleet, it's it's not effective. You need to. You need to like reset yourself almost and start from the the basics again and say, you know, hey guys, get in my fleet. Uh, this is high spread TDs. This is why I expect to sabers. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All so right, guys. Always, it's not really wisdom, but hey. <laughs> uh, we are we're looking at two hours. We're already going two hours. I actually uh, aim for one and a half hours nowadays. But uh was a good time. Uh but I would say uh I'm gonna uh, shut down the stream and uh I wanna thank you guys for showing up. It was a really good time talking to you guys and yeah. uh yeah, I hope too. everyone I hope everyone on stream uh enjoyed it too and see you guys on the next one. Thanks Rainer. Oh, and then awesome. I just made that the other day. The new end stream thingy. That's from a fight, uh, the fight in X70. Were you there actually with Trick? No, you weren't, I think. Maybe your your Trick boys jumped in. Seven, yeah, possibly. X70? Big fight in X70? This was over the Keepstar construction. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. That was actually, you see the post shield in the, uh, in below. You see it? Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah. was about a post, like it was about nothing. Really, it wasn't, right? Yeah. All right. See you guys around. Yeah.